Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-inspired podcast. Today we'll be recapping our experience at the Taylor Swift Eras Tour while sharing our opinion on which Disney gals would live in each of her eras. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. It's definitely not midnight, but if any of you wanted to meet me in front of Cinderella Castle at midnight on some of the select nights that Magic Kingdom is open that late, I'll be there. We will definitely be there. We will not miss that opportunity. Not even close. Man, we are back from the Eras tour and... Forever changed. Forever changed. Sad. We are sad. We are grateful, but we are sad. It's over. Yeah, the... TikToks and Instagrams and all the things that are people posting like where do we go from here now that we've experienced the Eras tour I mean I do feel that way it's like this big high you anticipate it you get all the outfits planned you take all the photos you go to the concert and then it's like oh well, what's next <laughs> that's like literally been our life for the past what like five or so months and then it's like oh my gosh it's here and oh my gosh what just happened that was an entire that was a blur I feel like I blacked out because it was so good I just couldn't even it was sensory overload yeah I think that it's really tough to put into words how incredible the show itself was um I think that we can give like a little bit of an insight into like our experience and how we took in the show, but it truly is. I mean, for those of you who aren't big Swifties and don't know um, what we're talking about, the Eras Tour is a current Taylor Swift tour that she is doing that is not just a single album, which is pretty typical of any pop stars tour. It is all of her albums everything from the past 17 years all tied into one basically three and a half hour show yeah massive massive show long show big production costume changes i mean they did not spare a single thought for anything for this tour and the concert was incredible do you want to give like your favorite parts your favorite memories or thoughts about your experience I sure can I first want to say that we feel incredibly grateful to have even gone to the Eras tour in the first place we were in the trenches back in November trying to get the tickets in the pre-sale just like everyone else we didn't get them the first day and the second day we were extremely lucky with the Capital One pre-sale so to even be in the same room as Taylor Swift it, it felt like we gave our blood sweat and tears but we felt extremely grateful to be there because we know that a lot of people were not able to get tickets and were not able to experience this so i just wanted to start with that because man it we felt like the lucky ones absolutely and i'm gonna follow that with i am i think maybe even doubly grateful because 
how my job works. I, if I did not have court and our friend Megan to fight for those tickets, I would not have gone because I could not have sat on the computer and, and tried to get tickets. So it's okay. We got thank you. Boo. you. We did court. it. <laughs> you're welcome. And Megan, I know you're probably listening. We love you. We had so much fun with you. It was so great. So thanks for all your efforts as well. Okay. So let me just give a little quick summary from my point of view. Uh, we went to the Atlanta night one, um, show. It was at Mercedes Benz stadium and man, did it just blow my mind i have seen taylor swift up until that point i had seen her four other times this was my fifth time and this was definitely my favorite i feel like i say that every time i go to a new tour of hers but for a while i used to like love 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 the speak now tour and this one it's just so magical and so special i loved gosh what did i love the most I loved the Reputation era. I thought it was fantastic. I also really, oh, I loved listening to All Too Well 10-minute version during the Red era. That's my all-time favorite song. So to hear that live, it just felt like an out-of-body experience. So I definitely loved those moments for sure. Specifically with Reputation, like, I think it's so funny. She places Reputation era right after evermore so like evermore is just so like la 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 and then she's like and you like literally feel like electricity is going through your body it's insane she is very good at what she does and i'm sure she did that intentionally because it takes you from a like ethereal flowy type experience and then literally electrocutes you alive with the snake sounds and all of the (laughs) the things that come with reputation and if I could bottle up one of her outfits from the evening and have it for myself it would be that one it's so cute it's like a one legged like it's like one pant leg and then like one leotard on one side and it's got like it's black it's got this red snake going through it you may have seen pictures or videos of it online it is it is gorgeous oh my gosh so good I loved it so much what were your favorite like eras or songs or certain moments so um funny enough Courtney and I have maybe mentioned this one other time while recording that nobody else would probably remember but um the only other Taylor Swift concert I have ever been to was the Speak Now tour and Courtney and I just happened to go to the same concert but not know each other <laughs> no idea so we were in the same building we didn't even live in the same city at that time we just both happened to be at the speak now tour what was it like 2015 oh, no 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 no. 2015 would have been 1989 oh gosh it would have been it would have been like 2010 20- or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. I, know, I need to look it up i'm gonna look it up while you keep talking okay so circa 2010 to 2011 Courtney and I are at Speak Now and that's the last time I've seen Taylor Swift live okay it was her tour went from February 9th 2011 to March 18th 2012 okay so I would have been a junior slash I would have been a junior in high school yeah, uh, we were rising. No, I'm older than you. So yeah. I was like, I wasn't a junior. <laughs> we're like, math, hold on. Where were we? What was, I was going ju- on? I was, a ju- I was coming out of my junior year going okay. into my senior year. Yeah, I must have been going into my junior year. Yeah. So um, also, just a note to talk about how incredible Taylor Swift's career is. February to March for her Speak Now tour. And now we're going, what, um, 
what was the first date? April? No, March. March of this year mm-hmm. through August. Just just for her U.S. US date. Tour. She hasn't yeah. released her international dates yet, but my guess is is that she will be touring internationally next summer. I would assume so with as big as she is, as big as the demand is, as big as the demand has been in the U.S., I would not be surprised if she went elsewhere. But as far as the Eras tour for me goes, this was my second time seeing her and the last time I saw her was high school. So it's been a minute, um, more than a decade since I had seen her live. I, in terms of where I was school wise, I just could never get off of school or get out of school to make it to any of the other tours even though I have been a Swifty through and through so um, getting to go to this one obviously it was a big deal and I was super excited Um, I had really planned for a reputation vibe but ended going lover last minute because of some outfit faux pas but um, in terms of my favorite era collectively I think um, reputation performance wise I think just stood out above everything else but I think if I had to choose one album um, for me 1989 is just really personal to me it's very nostalgic of when I met Sam and he and I like style whenever I think of Sam I think of the song style so hearing that song played live um, was really fun for me and I was able to like FaceTime Sam and be like oh my gosh Um, but as a performer as a dancer I think that my favorite um, moment might have been Willow you were you were loving Willow. I just I was taken aback by it. I think it shocked me. And I really just when it was over, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was so good." Um so those were standout moments for me for sure. Well, let me just say, Kaylin is the person that night 1 of the tour watched the entire tour from start to finish on TikTok live. Like until True. like 3 a.m. cuz it was in Arizona, so it was like way ahead of time for us and she I literally wake up the next day and she's like, "I watched the whole thing." Oh my gosh. <laughs> like that yeah. I mean, I'm I so did excited. do that. <laughs> I mean, I had we had both seen a lot of content leading up to the show. For me, like I was just I was just so excited. I wanted to know what she was going to do. And I think if I could go back and do it differently, I would not watch as much of the content. I really wanted to see the opening. So I'm glad I at least saw that. Because I want to know, like, when is she going to pop up on the stage? What's going on? Um, but there were some moments where I was like, man, I wish I would have kept this a secret or that a secret. So I think I would maybe do that a little bit differently next time um, that she goes on tour. But being able to see some of those TikTok videos or stuff I'd seen on Instagram live, totally like just different experience than seeing it through a screen. It's so hard these days to not spoil stuff like this. I mean, if I open any of my social media apps, it's what comes up. And so it's really hard to not have any spoilers at all unless you just choose to not be on social media until it's your time to go to the show complete social media cleanse just for Taylor Swift (laughs) yeah um my intent when I watched the first show was to watch the opening and I got sucked in I could not turn it off I just was so (laughs) enamored (laughs) by everything that was happening and you get that excitement of what is she gonna do next what is she gonna do next oh my gosh oh my gosh and so that first night I truly did 
like I could not put the phone down I was like I need to keep watching this like I want to know what happens next I commend your ability to stay awake that long I mean that's that's impressive to make it to almost 3 a.m yeah my um sister who was in high school and her friend were staying with me for the weekend funny enough and they came upstairs and they thought that they were like going to be waking me up and I was like singing Taylor Swift songs they're like oh okay that's so funny I love it that's great man we had such a good time we had pretty good seats I'd say we were in the lower bowl kind of in the back left of the stadium so we could see every aspect of the stage which was really nice we could see some of the stuff that she was doing like the graphics or like screen elements of the stage uh, were really really cool so we could see some of that but I know that people even in the nosebleeds could see way more than we could see just like the the stage was so intricate and how it was all intertwined it was really incredible to see she is quite a mastermind just thinking about how she put all of this together and how she wanted certain elements of the stage to look and move and feel and she definitely accomplished that for sure Yeah, she did a very good job. I think if you do have a seat that's very high up, you still have a very immersive, incredible experience because there are things that the higher up you sit, you get to witness and take in that you maybe can't the lower you sit. So um, it's a different experience that gets you involved no matter where you are in the stadium, um, which is really neat. And Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I mean what a venue i am so glad that that is the show that we went to the amount of screens i could always see what taylor was doing i didn't have any trouble like being immersed because of how incredible and new that venue was yeah highly recommend that stadium specifically if you're wanting to go see any type of artist that is playing there because they have this thing called the halo screen which is basically a 360 degree screen that goes right around the top of the stadium that has I don't know. It has to have had probably 10 screen, ten screens of Taylor on it. So it was really cool getting to see all of that. And then they have this like beautiful like window in the back of the stadium where you could like see the sunset and you could see some of the skyline. So the way that it aesthetically looks is beautiful. So that was really fun for sure. Um, I guess I kind of want to give a few tips if you are going to the Eras Tour and you haven't gone yet. If you've already gone, I'm sorry. Um, but I hope these tips are helpful for those that are still waiting on their Taylor show. So what I will say is one thing, if you hear the word, if you, the word, if you hear the song Applause by Lady Gaga, you should be in your seats because right after that, the clock comes on the screen with the countdown before Taylor comes out. So it was a great hype song to get everybody like pumped up. I think, I think that that's when Taylor Swift's like janitor cart comes out and she's like hiding in it and everyone starts screaming but that for sure and then the other big tip I would give is bathrooms so at Mercedes-Benz they had converted a lot of the men's bathrooms into women's bathrooms they just put like a decorative I don't know foam board over the display of where it would say men's so you couldn't really tell from the outside if it was truly a woman's bathroom or a men's bathroom converted into women's bathroom but me and my friend Megan stood in what was a men's bathroom we did not realize until we were inside but the line was so slow and I was like what is taking so long we finally get inside the bathroom and I realized oh it's a men's bathroom there's 25 urinals and four stalls and there are all these women trying to use just four stalls so highly recommend a women's bathroom caitlin found a women's bathroom and was in and out within seconds so that was i guess my two biggest tips is there anything you would add for tips um i would agree with that i walked i mean you 
feel like you are missing out by not getting in a line, but I walked past several bathroom lines that seemed pretty long. And when I went to a women's bathroom, went to the bathroom and then walked back, the people that I passed didn't really seem like they had moved much. So my walking a few extra minutes paid off by tenfold, I think. Um, I think if you're getting there early, you're going to have to eat in the stadium. So be prepared to get food, stand in line to get food. Um, I think if you split up, if you have people go to the bathroom and have people stand in line for food and then maybe switch off if the line is still long and you're waiting. Um, so everybody has the opportunity to go to the bathroom before the show starts. Because once it starts, ain't nobody wanting to leave. No. Like, how do you pick a song to leave? to go to the bathroom when like there's they're all amazing so right I, we, I was like go to the bathroom before and then we're just gonna hold our bladders till the very end yeah i i told myself i was like okay um chug some water right now you're going to the bathroom in 15 minutes and then no liquids <laughs> <laughs> just nothing just hold yourself in <laughs> so, yeah that definitely helped though. i don't think any of us had to go to the bathroom i think we were also so captivated by what was going on that we like our minds were not on our bladder we were True. like so just like in another dimension i feel like the yeah. whole time so i didn't think about the bathroom once uh i don't think i did either except for before when i was worried that i was gonna have to go to the bathroom but once i was in the middle of the show yes it did not cross my mind at all um i would say a clear crossbody or a clear bag is necessary and then um our stadium i don't know if it's true everywhere but you could have a sealed water bottle yeah, as long as it's like sixteen ounces or something. As long as yeah, you had. I mean, you had to be able to like see through it. You can't bring like your little canteen. <laughs> you can't so. bring your Stanley yeah. Cup, guys. You can't bring yeah, your so <laughs> uh, sealed water bottle, clear bag gets you through really quickly. I don't feel like we waited very long to get in the stadium. No, we didn't at all. And one thing I'll also add before we move on to our little fun element of this episode is each of her tour stops includes two songs on the set list, which are not included at other shows. They're called her surprise song sections, and she just picks two random songs from her discography that she hasn't played at another tour stop. But disclaimer, if it's on midnights, she's allowed to play it more than once, and if she messes up a song, she's allowed to play it more than once. But pause. I don't think she's going to repeat anything. You don't think she will? I don't you think, think she's she... just saying that just yeah. to say it? I don't think she... Like, I'm she hasn't sure... repeated anything yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you mess something up, yeah, you would like the opportunity to redeem yourself, but she has so many to choose from. I'm not thinking she's going to repeat anything. Yeah. I saw some. I saw a TikTok where this guy was like, <laughs> I'm at the last LA show. I'm going to get like Christmas tree farm or something. <laughs> 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 and I thought it was so funny. Like, or like some random like collab song. That's like, hilarious. Something like that. So um, what were our surprise songs? Okay. Well, I'll start with the first one, which she tends to do her first one on the guitar. Um, and our surprise song came from her re-record of Fearless. And it was The Other Side of the Door. I really enjoyed hearing this one live. The songs that we got on this on our tour stop weren't my picks, but they were still extremely beautiful and it's fun hearing a song that either she's never played live before or just in an acoustic set. It's it just allows you to appreciate her musicality a little bit more. Um, so this song was fun and everybody really knew it and was singing it loud and she was shocked that so many people knew the song like even like halfway through she's like you guys know this one and I thought it was so cute that she was so surprised that 
that we knew like all the words i think it's because fearless is her second album it's the one after debut after debut i mean i personally already knew i liked taylor swift so as soon as fearless came out i got it the day it was released and i listened to that song not necessarily just that song but i listened to the whole album on repeat so those songs are very nostalgic and i do feel like i know those early taylor swift albums even if i haven't heard the songs in a really long time i think they automatically just come to my brain because of how many times i listened to them in my younger yeah years. like i don't think i've ever actively like chosen the other side of the door on my shuffle anytime recently but as soon as it she started playing it i knew all the word i did like i didn't skip a beat and yeah. just, that just shows like the nostalgia that comes with her songs, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. What did we get next? Kind okay. of the opposite. Kind of the opposite. So we got Coney Island on the piano, and she opened this song with a with a little blurb about the National. They were releasing a new album that same day, so she wanted to shout them out. People might have thought that like some of the members were there to sing with her, and she was like, "Nope, it's just me. Don't worry. We're gonna sing Coney Island." Um, and that is, I think that's from Folklore, right? Or is that one from Evermore? Um, I can't remember which one it's from. Either way, um, it was very beautiful on piano. Um, anything she sings, I'm just excited to hear it. So it was really good to hear that. My little sister was thrilled that we got Coney Island. She loves that song. So um, she was like, I can't believe you got it. And I wasn't there to hear it. And I was like, yeah. Like um, My picks, though, for... Uh, for a surprise song would have been probably getaway car and i would have loved like long live i think that would have been my two top picks what about you what would have you loved to hear as a surprise song um follow up coney island is from evermore thank you um thank you i for that particular song i had seen somebody post on tiktok that they thought that she would play that song because they knew the national was releasing their album that day. So that one I was kind of anticipating, um, and maybe listened to a little bit more often than I would have. Um, so that one I was like, okay, cool. I know the words to this one too. Um, but if I would to, if I were to pick and get to have her sing, um, any of my personal choices, um, I think her singing something from debut would have been cool just to hear her sing like how she started in music, um, with one of those songs. But, um, I think I had in my head, like really, wanted to hear um one of her reputation songs in a piano or guitar version um I don't know if I would have been able to like because I knew the ones that were in her set already yeah um I don't know that I like could tell you off of the top of my head if she played gorgeous the next night and I was so upset that would have been amazing (laughs) um yeah, because up until that point, she hadn't sung anything from Reputation, so we thought like maybe we'd get lucky with that. But then night two of Atlanta got a Reputation song. It's all right. It's all right. Everybody I've, gets their own their own surprise songs. It's all okay. I also would have loved Daylight from Lover. Oh, that would have been beautiful on piano. Right. Yeah. I something like that where like there's a lot of heartbreak songs that Taylor Swift sings, and having something that was maybe a little less heartbreaking. Um, I think would have been really neat. But yeah. I have no regrets. Oh my I'm gosh. Like, I can't be we upset. We got to be in the same room as Taylor Swift. There are no, that like when that happens, there are no regrets. She I could literally be in the room with her and her not sing a word and just stand there. And I'd be like, Wow, what a night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously. Like, I would be blown away. I'm like, wow, look at her standing there. 
Absolutely. Angel, so. yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm so glad that we went and we had such a good time. I mean, now that the concert's over, we're definitely in that like post-concert depression type of feels where we're like watching everything on TikTok and being like, oh man, like we want to go back. This is so great. So we're, you know, we're obviously like, how can we go see her again? How can we make this happen? So don't be surprised if we end up at another night of the heirs tour somehow. Maybe a fairy godmother will grant our wish and or a genie and we'll be able to to just show up and I think something magical will happen for us. Who knows? Uh, magic can always happen. But <laughs> I think that that's one of the incredible things about Taylor Swift and how she has not only created incredible music, but she's also just a, a genius at how she markets and promotes herself that like this is a tour where even if you've experienced it you want to know what's happening for the rest of it people are along for the entire experience I've been to concerts before where I'm not leaving saying I have to see that again I'm just like oh my gosh that was amazing I'm so glad I got to go but like I'm wanting to tune into every live stream because I want to know what the surprise songs are and I'm wanting to like we've been talking about having a final night like party to live stream the last show because we just have been so immersed and involved in this tour collectively so yeah I just commend um the Taylor Swift on how she put all of this together I don't I would love to know how long this has been in the works like when did she start planning this was it five years ago was it here's my thing I don't this is my opinion and I could be wrong but I've really thought a lot about this I don't think the Eras tour was an idea in her head until she was into folklore and evermore because I think she had the obviously she had Loverfest lined up to do then the pandemic canceled all of that. I think she had every intention to continue to do like if Midnight's was always going to be the album after Lover then she was going to do a Midnight's tour but Folklore and Evermore was truly birthed out of the pandemic and so when she realized I have I have Lover I have Folklore I have Evermore and now I'm working on a new album how do I catch up and I think in her brain she was like I'm gonna have to do like something like a greatest hits tour or which now came comes to be the era's tour where she covers it all so that no album gets left behind yeah. And that's what I think, but who knows what she's thinking in her brain because she could have had this concept like way, way, way long ago without Folklore and Evermore. But but Midnight's wouldn't then be her 10th album because I, w- I would imagine her wanting to do it with like 10 albums, having like that many, like that's a good time to do a tour like that. But had the pandemic not happened, had the pandemic not happened, then we would probably wouldn't have Folklore and Evermore. Yeah. So would Eras tour? I don't know. It's just so I want to get in her brain for like two seconds and be like, can I just can I just listen to your ideas? Yeah, I hope at some point in my lifetime she's been recording everything and I she puts it out in some form of a documentary or a series and I can watch it. But oh yeah, we hope that the Eras tour is like the Reputation tour on Netflix where we can just literally hit play and watch it from start to finish. But absolutely, gosh, we could ramble and go on forever and ever about our experience at the Eras tour. But we know why you guys are here. You guys are here because we are making this fun and we are picking Disney characters that would that we think would live or fit in each of the eras that she performed. So I think we should jump into that because that's why the people are here. Yeah, I mean, we are a Disney-inspired podcast, so how do you talk about the Eras tour without being inspired by Disney a little bit? We literally the whole time were like, oh my gosh, this character, this would be 
like such a good fit for this album or like we were thinking about it all the time because we knew we wanted to do this type of episode because it's fun it's different and like if we were to take our disney gals with us to the eras tour what uh, what part of the part of the show would they be performing oh gosh i mean yeah i think that that plus the outfits have just been i've been imagining so many different characters outfits tailor-fied and like starting to give off a particular era by like changing the colors of their out i mean oh i could go on but let's dive into it we have split this up based on taylor sets um yes in the the set list order yes so we're kicking it off with lover yes we are and we are kicking it off in the lover era with our girl giselle I mean, she is, I feel like when I think of lover, I think of airy, I think of positive, I think of in love, like wistfully in love. And Giselle is like, I've been dreaming of a true love kiss. Yeah, she's, and she's like very in her lover era with her sparkles, her pink. You know, in between that song, she's bopping like, I think he knows. Like she's yeah. literally like changing the song exactly. in her head. Like she's ready for lover. Uh, yeah. When she's walking through Central Park after her whole ensemble, she plugs in some like airpods of some sort if they were in existence during Maybe just that some movie. regular headphones yeah. who knows some beats um and some beats. Uh, <laughs> she's got paper rings and she's just... oh she would totally make paper rings she would she's she is really she a perfect fit for the lover the era paper rings okay she would who else do we have in this lover era okay we also put our gal ariel in this era because when i thought of ariel i thought about the like the lengths that she goes to to just be with eric like she's literally like i'm gonna lose my voice to get legs so I can get this man and loving him was wasn't red loving him was golden and I just want this happily ever after because I can and I definitely feel like that radiates that lover vibe yeah I mean so much so that saying goodbye would be death by a thousand cuts so (laughs) so good that's so good she had to do anything to get back to him so death by a thousand vocal cords (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of vocal cords. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of vocal cords. Okay, who's our last gal that we have for Lover? Okay, kind of on the fence for this one, but I feel like if we had to put Tiana in an era, Lover could fit for her because of her outlook on life. I feel like Lover, like I said, is a very positive album for the most part, and I think Tiana, no matter what happens in life, finds a way to stay positive, and so I can see her in her little dress and being singing some new orleans type songs feeling like she's in her lover era yeah i mean i see it i think any of these characters we could make them fit if we really had to yeah but if you think any of these characters belong somewhere else you know what to do send us a dm yes let us know okay so we're wrapping up the lover era era and we're transitioning into fearless fearless this is an og this is a classic we're going all the way back to the beginning but when we think of fearless we think of coming into your own knowing who you are and our first um gal on the list is moana oh yeah when i think about fearless i think of moana she is ready to take on any type of adventure she is not afraid she is diving head first fearless in that dress into the ocean trying to find the heart of Tafiti. Or getting Hey Hey back, but... Or that too. But I mean, like, she is, like... She is fearless. Absolutely. Who else do we have on this list? Okay, I feel like the the theme for this is just, like, bravery, so I was definitely going with Merida. Um, Also, just really exhibits that sense of fearlessness and 
gosh, bravery. Why, I mean, why else is her movie called Brave? Come on. Yeah, she's definitely somebody, whenever I think of a strong female powerhouse in the Disney realm, um, she definitely comes to mind. And if we're going fearless head first I know who I am and I don't um need you to tell me that Merida fits very well I love how you said strong female powerhouse because I feel like with this next character it's like we have the trio of the female powerhouse and that would be adding Mulan in there you if I if I walked into a room with Moana Mulan and Merida I think I'd be scared Mm mm-hmm I'd be like okay who who are we about to fight who are you about to fight what's going on what kind of dream do you have and what are we searching? Because these girls, they don't mess around. Nope. They know what they want. They're fighting hard for it. And, and um, Mulan definitely fits in this fearless category for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that these three are definitely living in their um, golden fearless era and they're ready to shake some tassels. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Moana kind of has like her little skirt maybe has like tassel I'm just vibes, trying to imagine but- like merida and like a gold sparkly like tinsel outfit which does not fit her personality no, she's at all gonna go in on a white horse i think she has a black mm. horse but she's gonna go in on a white horse instead wow you're so good with these connections this is so fun i love this okay so we are moving from fearless into evermore okay and the way that taylor opens up the evermore section or era is with the song Willow. And let me tell you, when that song started, I was like, this screams Sanderson Sisters. Oh my gosh. Literally, while we are at the concert, Courtney goes, Hocus Pocus vibes. <laughs> like for real, they all come out in like these capes. It's like a dark forest. They have these like glowing orbs. And I'm like, that's witchcraft. <laughs> like, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. No, that it definitely gave those vibes. It's dark. It's eerie. Um, I called them blood moon balls. Okay, um, I like your, I don't, I called them like orange Orbs, glowing yeah. orbs. I love blood. What did you say? They were? Blood moon balls. Okay, blood moon balls. I think yeah. that's much better than my description. Yeah, orbs. but that's what they look like. They kind of have this like speckled look to them. They're glowing. They're like throwing and dancing with them all around, and it is very Sanderson sisters are coming for you because they want some children. Type. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Willow's actually about. It's about coming for children. I guess I don't know. She literally. Oh gosh, guys. If you're going to see the Eras tour, you're in for a treat with with this Willow set. But yes, definitely gave Sanderson sister Hocus Pocus vibes. I think the Sanderson sisters would be happy to represent the Evermore era. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, who else do we have for Evermore? Okay, I'm kind of feeling Snow White, like cottage folklore and Evermore kind of like in the woods in a cottage feel. And Snow White certainly lives in that vibe. And when her seven men, yeah, she's got a lot of men to juggle. And there is a lot of that in this album. So um, I think that she is maybe a little bit um, like the evil queen comes for her and she really like gets in that like dark Evermore vibe. Oh, yeah. I can totally see that for sure. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I mean, maybe we... the evil queen is there, too. Is Ooh. she in her Evermore era? Or is she more reputation? Mm. For me, like, anytime I think of, like, a villain, I want to put them in reputation. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Or, like, just in um, Vigilante in <laughs> right <laughs> in Midnight's, because they're always dressing for revenge. True. There are plenty of 
Disney characters dressing for revenge. Well, let's put Evil Queen in Midnight's. Okay, because, I can I can handle that because you know she her I mean she does be dressing for revenge. Mm-hmm. She's a queen. She's got a good fit going on. Yeah, best believe she's still bejeweled. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're moving out of the Evermore era and into the electrifying, soul awakening, <laughs> reputation era. When I tell you my soul, I feel like my soul literally left my body. I was like, what is happening? I think we both squealed. Like, the first, like, uh, it, like, seems like there was, like, lightning in the stadium. Oh, yeah. And I we mean, both it's were literally like, from, <laughs> it's literally like, like a piano exit. And she's like, la, la, la. And then you literally, everything goes black and it's just a snake on the screen. And it's just, like, heavy bass. And you're like, oh, my gosh. This is where I come to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, truly. That is how it felt. It was very intense. But, man... There are some good characters for this era. I'll kick it off with Maleficent. We had to throw a villain in there, just like I said. Villains really fit the reputation era. It's all about what is my actual reputation? I'm fighting for it back, and you got in my way, and then you have to deal with the karma that comes with that. So, karma. My karma. Um. <laughs> um, my opinion is that karma is a lost album if you are a Twifty and you're following along. If you know, you know. Uh-huh. I do know what you're referring okay, to. Okay, anyways, anyways, um, literally moving I on. I think Maleficent is a great pick for reputation, not only because if you think about the live-action Maleficent, she certainly is in her reputation era, but, like, this reptilian s- style that comes mm. with the album and she being a dragony, scaly creature yes. sometimes, I think definitely fits reputation. I love it. Okay, who else we got? Okay, uh, you mentioned this one, and I thought it was great. Tinkerbell. Tink is spicy. Let me she's tell spicy. you. She's spicy. She's mad. She's jealous. She's like, uh-uh, you're not going to take my man from me. Yeah, don't blame <laughs> me. Love made me crazy. I'm going to try to kill don't you. Don't blame me. Love made me crazy. She literally is that song. <laughs> yes. No, she... Look what you made me do. Look, yeah. I'm going to go tell Captain Hook, and he's going to drop bombs on your home. I mean, that's literally what she does, if you are being literal. Don't blame her for what you made her do. That transition will uh, live in my brain for the rest of my life. Yeah, no. So Tinkerbell, this is what this is one of those where I'm imagining Tink, and she goes from green to a sparkly black outfit, Ooh. and her little um, shoes with the little pom poms. The pom poms turn red. She has some black shoes Ooh. with red pom poms, and, and definitely and like stilettos, like very yes. like powerful. Yeah, like dark fairy. Although she doesn't really like walk in the shoes because she flies. So my she question walks is, a little bit. well, like are the shoes necessary? Just they a question. I'm now. I'm now style. just like. I'm now just like dissecting her character as a whole. Like, are her <laughs> shoes necessary? I don't know. <laughs> Fairy get dirty feet. Okay. <laughs> get dirty feet. <laughs> well, also like we could put Tinkerbell in like the ethereal like folklore evermore if okay, we really wanted fairy. to because very fairy esque. You know. Yeah. Maybe um, Sleeping Beauty's fairies are oh, all yes. living in folklore. Yeah, I just see them like sitting around like in little cardigans drinking tea. Mm, I love it. <laughs> but, <laughs> place okay i really want there to be like some type of like disney taylor swift collaboration where like she ends up at a disney park somewhere because there's some song that she helped disney with Uh, that's just a dream in the back of my head that's never going to happen but i have it okay lin manuel miranda just forget him for a minute taylor swift's coming in and writing all the music for our next big princess film i would actually just cry i think it would be a hit i don't think she could miss Oh no! It would be it would be a fantastic move for them to to collaborate, but will they though? No, it probably no. will never happen. No, in our wildest dreams. <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> okay, with one too many references here. <laughs> no, we have one more character for reputation. Okay, it's Meg from Hercules. I feel like she is like um, delicate uh, I, as a song. I think she embodies that where she's like, you know, my reputation's already pretty bad at this point. So he must really just like me because I'm me. Yeah. Because she's she's mean she's rude she's like whatever herc and he's like no i kind of am obsessed with you like i don't care what people think of you and then all of a sudden she's like is it cool that you're in my head because i know that that it's delicate delicate. because also you're a god so (laughs) anyway um meg is last for reputation moving on to speak now okay so what i'll say about speak now is during the tour spoiler alert she only sings one song from this era it's enchanted I think the reasoning for her doing this is she's trying to protect some of that music because she's about to release Speak Now, Taylor's version. Well, that's the rumor, at least. There's not a release date or anything, but I think she didn't want a ton of people to get, like, to go back and listen to the songs because they would be popular because she's about to release it. It's a long story, but Enchanted was beautiful. It was gorgeous. She sang it in a beautiful ball gown, and when I was thinking of that song and just the album as a whole i thought a lot about jasmine from aladdin she has these very intricate and beautiful dresses but most importantly she will not be held silent she is ready to speak now she's ready to speak her piece she's strong she's independent and she wants the world to know it period i have nothing to add thank you okay moving on um uh, we also have Vanellope von Schweetz because she is not going to be silent about her love for Slaughter Race. Right? I just love Vanellope. She is such a fun character, and I think she definitely fits in this era for sure. I could also see her maybe in 89, mm. but I think Speak Now in I terms do. of her like really just being passionate about Slaughter Race and that's her thing, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay, moving on quickly. Uh, we know we just spent, we didn't spend a lot of time to speak now, but because there wasn't a lot going on. But we're going to move into Red. Okay, well, I like both of our characters for this. I feel like they are both a good fit. Um, I'm going to go with Gabriella Montez from Try. High School Musical. <laughs> she is wearing her wildcat red, and loving Troy is red, but then it also gets a little crazy, and it's a roller coaster, and then she's sad, and then maybe they're okay. Yeah, I think this is definitely the soundtrack of their relationship. For sure. If you can just picture Gabriella and Troy... Instead of singing the songs from High School Musical, singing the songs from Red, I think it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Oof, that's so good. All right, and the other character we have for this album is Belle. And I specifically thought of the song, I Knew You Were Trouble, thinking about Gaston when he walks in. She's like, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. I can't be a part of this. Yeah, she's like... I don't want to be your wife. Yeah, um, I also just, in terms of her love for the Beast, I think that red is like you're surprised um she's in a state of grace now after meeting the beast um and it's a worthwhile fight for her to you know love is a ruthless game yeah it really is for them what a battle <laughs> what a battle <laughs> this is i'm having so much fun with this this is great i love it okay we've got three more eras to go through here we transition from the red era into folklore back into our little fairy forest that we are in and who do we find in this forest well if her fairies are there you know aurora is gonna be in the folklore forest Heck yeah she's in that forest and she comes across her man on his white horse 
yeah. wrong hour. Like <laughs> he's in, he's in, he's in fearless, but she's over here and like he's, she's in. Uh, <laughs> she's wearing her cardigan. <laughs> she's wearing her cardigan. I mean, she's kind of wearing like a shawl. She does she? kind of. Yeah, she does kind of have like a old school cardigan. Yeah, yeah. So they're like different albums colliding. Yeah, for sure. I think that if I had to think of Aurora, the vibe she gives me is definitely folklore. <laughs> I love that. And then our other character we had for this was Pocahontas. Yes, in the forest with her leaves. Oh, but she has Grandmother Willow, so she might be leaning Evermore. Oh. Whoa. Like I said, folklore Evermore, I feel like you can flip-flop a lot. They're sister albums. There's a lot of crossover stories, and it's, it's the same type of vibe for sure. So she's chasing all the colors of the wind and to Evermore after she's been hanging out in folklore there for a go. little bit there you go she's just crossing albums i love that okay one of my favorite albums 1989 we actually kind of struggled to find some characters for this one it took us some a while to kind of like dig some things up it's a fantastic album i feel like the album itself screams gosh it screams vintage it screams like fun energetic that's got a lot of bops on it there's, I don't think there's a single song on that album that I'm like, is a flop. It's, they're all fantastic. So when we were thinking about this album, who came to mind? I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, I think there's an obvious one, which has to be Alice, because we have Wonderland on 89. And 89 is this vintage, whimsy, colorful representation of Taylor Swift music. And I think Alice fits perfectly here. I mean, she literally wrote a song about her. Yep. Period. with his cheshire cat smile and yeah exactly literally it's like it's that that's the disney collab that we'll that we uh, want but we've yeah. already gotten and that's all it's ever gonna be okay. probably yeah. so but yes definitely alice and then i also thought of anna from frozen a very like whimsical fun energetic character that i think would live in this album i think I totally think that she and Kristoff are, like, never going out of style. They're in their wildest yes. dream. I love it. Because she can be, like, I mean, she has a little bit of that drama, so I kind of thought she might fit in red, but I think she her also, expressiveness just kind of falls more in 1989. Yeah, I definitely see her, like, blank space. Like, you might think I'm absolutely crazy, but um, I'll add you to my list of people if you want to come hang out with me. Yeah. So. She, you know it's crazy. What we finished her sandwiches, right? She goes off and she's trying to get married to some great. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and then Hans is like, "Okay, out." Kristoff in, and they never go out of style, right? There okay. we go. There Perfect. it is. Okay, and our last era, Midnight's again with an obvious choice to kick off Midnight's. We got Cindy because what is she doing? She's meeting you at midnight. She's literally like, "I gotta go at midnight." Yeah, she's meeting you at the pumpkin to she's get me- out of here. <laughs> she's like whoa, it's midnight, gotta go, gotta dash. Yeah. Call me, beat me. <laughs> she's on her own, kid. She's <laughs> she gotta really get out is, of though, there. poor thing. In her getaway car. In her getaway pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's that's not from the same album, though. No, getaway I know. Car is reputation, reputation, I know. But <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I, I can see it. I can see it, for sure. I love, when I first, like, wrote Midnight's, so I was like, well, Cinderella, there we go. Not to mention the bejeweled music video, is Cinderella themed. Oh yeah, for sure. And like so. she 
like I'm going out tonight. I'm getting bejeweled. Look at my yep. new outfit. Best believe. Best believe. I'm so bejeweled. <laughs> I love this. She has the glass slipper. Yes, definitely. Okay, and our last character for Midnight's, we were laughing about this one, but we t- we picked Elsa, and it's because Elsa it has a lot of sleepless nights, and the whole Midnight's album is literally on the back of it. It says, like, 13 sleepless nights of different thoughts and things that... <laughs> Yeah, she hears the calls late at night and she's up and she's like, I'm going to escape but I'm going to go build an ice palace and screw you. And um, why are all these why are all these things calling me? I need to go discover what's out there. And I feel like that's very Midnight's-esque. I think also when she gets to Atta Holland, like it's kind of a mastermind moment. Uh, like yes. you knew I was the fifth spirit the whole time. I think that wow. Elsa is definitely a Midnight's girly. Well, that was fun. I had a blast. I think we should do this more often. I think that we probably could. We I guess could we just need to go to more the... Eras tours. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We can, next time, instead of Disney Gals, we'll do Disney Guys. Perfect. Yeah, we love it. We can just keep this going. We hope you guys enjoyed um, listening to us laugh and sing along to different Taylor Swift songs and Disney characters and just enjoyed this with us because we had a great time. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll kick it over to Kelly for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. If you're looking for one of the best views of fireworks at Magic Kingdom, be sure to grab a reservation at the California Grill at Disney's Contemporary Resort. This signature restaurant is located at the top of Disney's Contemporary Resort, meaning that it's right across from Magic Kingdom, so you're going to get the best view of the fireworks. There's even a patio that you're able to go out on and watch the fireworks from if you're a restaurant guest. If you're like me and you like to have an earlier dinner, I know it's probably late to have dinner at fireworks time, but what's great about California Grill is if you save your receipt, you're able to come back that night to watch fireworks even if you ate earlier on. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney chips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram, click that link in their bio, and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning and I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. Small shop shout out. I wish I had a Taylor Swift song to sing, but I don't. Wow. <laughs> that was a good jingle, though. I like Thanks. it. I like it. We are back with another small shop shout out. And I'm really excited about today's um, shout out. We are shouting out the shop Me, You, and Maine. They are a magically inspired accessory shop. They have pins, earrings, Apple Watch charms, you name it. They have come up with some really cute, creative items for you to go and have not only for your Disney trips, but also for everyday life. Everybody loves some Disney sprinkled accessories in their outfits. Absolutely. I love when there is a small shop that isn't just focused on one specific accessory. They provide a variety. And if you are looking for different types of Disney items to wear in your everyday life or on your trip, then definitely check out this shop because they have a lot to offer so if you're not following them you need to go ahead and change that follow them on social media at me you and main well guys thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the castle chat for now we'll leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye